0: Today is April 17th, there's no baseball, there continues to be no baseball, but you know what we got? We got some voicemails and we're going to answer them as we talk Yanks. Why'd the song stop? Song stopped. Talking Yanks with old... Recaps galore,
1: stat lines, steaming hot takes.
2: Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Recaps
0: galore, for weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes, it's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Yanks. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from Manhattan. And I have my good old friend and co host Jake coming to you also from Manhattan. And in the bottom right corner, the producer, Big Baby David. He's somewhere in New Jersey. We're going to talk some Yanks, we're going to answer some voicemails gonna try and get through this it's april 17th should be in the middle of baseball we're not we're not we got a whole, all of may guaranteed no baseball june you can kind of guarantee it too maybe july so you know i'm down jake how are you hello ladies
1: i'm okay i've moved to the couch for this voicemail episode, thought about grabbing a drink, didn't it? So Ooh, I had, half
0: a, I had half a gummy. So if that, oh, if you want to have your drink, go ahead.
1: Um, Yeah, maybe I will. The problem is if I get a drink, it's going to be the dark stuff, which uh, Noodle doesn't need to see me drinking that at this hour. But I'm doing all right. We've uh, we've had a pretty busy week, which again is is pretty wild, all things considered
0: um uh yeah man our schedule i think is busier eh, i was gonna say than if baseball was on but there's no way because baseball's like four hours of a game we work every day but it's still very busy
1: interested to see where the voicemailers are at um it's it's this weird mix of trying trying to get some baseball stuff that kind of matters versus getting as silly as you can so I believe in the people. I I believe that we will win. And uh let's get
0: it. Hats off to Ruko. What a nice conversation. Great
1: guy, man. Great guy. I just uh when I put my phone down the last thing I saw on Instagram was uh it was a quad box R2C2 picture Ruko, CC and Burnett and I'm excited to live- listen to that um but the caption on it was just like fantastic by burnett and you could just hear ruko saying it
0: (laughs) i'm excited to listen to that one too i don't think i've really heard burnett talk about reflect on his time with you know i've never heard him discuss it that much
1: doesn't seem like a guy the media seeks out
0: (laughs) no and i mean i wonder how honesty is with his relationship with posada because remember that time when burnett threw the pitch and then turned around to like the heavens and was like, "Why would you call that pitch?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that?
1: Friends yeah
0: yeah or they, they would butt, butt their heads together with their heads. okay, first voicemail looks like uh are
1: these voicemails brought to us by anyone, Jim?
0: Yeah, a little couple people brought to you by David a little
1: couple people or a couple little people uh,
0: a, a couple a couple little couple people.
1: Little couple people.
0: Not a couple little people.
1: <laughs> but we know. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know their, all their heights and sizes, yeah. but Dave Holborn. <clears throat> oh, my God. Uh, David Holborn, thank you very much. Adam Bar- Bartel or Bartle. Nick Butler. Frank Osman. The Osman. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oy, oy, oy. Thank God you answered. Nick Petrick. Nick Petrick. Both his names end in CK. That's something that everyone I should know. ICK even if you want it. ICK. Ick. The guy's full of Icks. Anthony Dyke, John Bowen, and John Rice.
1: I know a John Rice. I wonder if that's, that's my John Rice.
0: Those are our most recent Patreons. We thank them very much for supporting us. You know how uh the, we thank you very much for supporting us. Pandemic yeah. times, brand new company. Patreon. Just an support.
1: FYI. Yeah. Something I've been putting off arguably between six months and every day. I put in my uh I, I got some talking yank slash John Boy Media Gear today ordered up. So I
0: saw that order.
1: If you uh, if you've been thinking about it, just know that it's going to happen soon because you're going to see me wearing it and you're going to be like, oh, my God, how good he looks. Oh, my
0: God. I saw you got some women tanks and I was like, oh, he probably got those for Jess. Then OK, I was like, no, he probably got those for himself.
1: No, I did. Actually, I got I got one woman's tank for Jess. Um, and I think she's going to like it a lot. So I'm excited for that.
0: That is exciting. Okay. Those thank you very much, Patreon, Patreon.com slash yanks. Let's go to the voicemails. This one looks like it's from a, a foreign number, not a United States Ooh. number. So be prepared for an accent, maybe.
2: Hey John Molly, and Jake. This is Chris Armstrong calling from Lima Proof. I have a question. Let's say we play an eighty game season. What would be a good stat line in terms of um, for an MVP and a Young winner? Um enjoy and and go
0: i to you, you guys. Have a good
2: day. Peru. Lima.
0: Shout out. I knew it was coming. An 80-game season, Jake. What would be a good stat line for an MVP? And if, I'm going to look something. If I may. Yeah, I'm going to look I up. If If you may. I'm going to look up a guy.
1: Okay. Uh, James, as you know, this has been one of the more exciting things keeping me dark- through this dark time keeping me light through this dark time excuse me is that if we get a shortened baseball season whatever it looks like 80 games 100 games 20 games whatever i'll i i have been watching the taiwan baseball (laughs) every every morning i wake up and watch it live so that's fun you have Um, just a little bit just like to just to freshen up it's like a smelling salt for me um just like oh i'm still alive okay um Jim, this is actually really fun because, I mean, your instinct jumps to think of a full year's worth of stats and divide it in half. So, you know, if Mike, if a Mike Trout would normally have a nine war, 10 war type MVP season, you divide that in half and it's like, okay, you know, 25 home runs and 60 RBIs and a 330 batting average. But because it's a smaller sample size.
0: Yeah, my brain didn't work in that fashion at all
1: which it normally does, which is a little surprising. Cause I mean, quick math there, if you divide something in half, there you go. But I was
0: instantly thinking all the slash lines will be way higher.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're going to get a multiplier effect because a lot of people can put together a half season. I mean, if we get a half season, you're going to have some, some kind of crazy numbers. You could see a three seventy two batting average or something you wouldn't normally see. Um, and so that's kind of fun. <laughs> the reverse side of that is you're going to have dudes finish with their worst years ever. Um but yeah, you could you could see some some fun some fun triple slashes. The batting average on base, OPS, you could get some some wild ones.
0: I'm cruising through Trout's first half stats in the last couple of years. Sure. And he really he doesn't have like a crazy one.
1: Yeah, he just happens.
0: I mean, you know the yeah, he doesn't have like, you know, but you know what the the craziest first half of baseball in r- recent history is?
1: It was Barry Bonds.
0: No, maybe, I don't know. I mean, it's very debatable and I don't yeah, all the that's information. Yeah, it's
1: a shades of gray thing, yeah.
0: Uh, what about this first half? 3.29 3- okay. batting average. Okay. 4.48 on-base percentage. Okay. slugging,
2: 1.139 OPS,
0: 208 total bases, 84 games played, 30 home runs. Hmm. How about that 80-game sample? That'd probably get you a nice MVP.
1: We'd love to see Judgey win it.
0: I mean, dude, that first half of Judge is crazy. Granted, pitchers were still... Pitching to him as if he was a seven-hole hitter, and not a right. uh, uh, behemoth of a man. But yeah, yeah, my my brain jumps that mv the MVP for the shortened season. Obviously, the counting numbers won't be there, but I think the race opens to way more contenders. Almost anyone, and yeah. And the the slash lines can be crazy. Like you can have a a three. Is there, is there like a, does baseball reference have an on this date? Like,
1: Oh, there's probably a way to sort it. Uh, X amount Katie of games sharp.
0: or something. We, we need Katie. Ooh, on. I,
1: I've got a quick solution and, uh, something that I can try to distract people with and see how well we should get Katie on soon. Anyways, I, I'm missing Katie sharp. Um, miss your girl. Um, Let's see if I can get there. Well, the example I was going to use, which is an MVP level, but is something from recent Yankee memory. Um, I mean, Aaron Hicks, his, his first half in 2017, it's not MVP level, but he hit 298. he had a 400 on base percentage, and he was like a special center fielder. So you're going to see some guys have half seasons like that. Um, Jim, I need you to distract and think of cool things to say while I try to get to where I want to get to
0: damn cuz i'm trying to get to somewhere as well what i'm doing i'll just tell people what i'm doing i'm sure. going to the yankees schedule and i'm going to find game 82 and then okay. i'm going to find I'm some gonna, stats i like that i'm going to go to the box score and you can see people's season stats so dj LeMahieu, on the 80th game of the season had a 3.45 batting average with a 3.92 on base percentage aaron judge had a 4.20 on base percentage <laughs> They're all pretty good. Sorry. It's okay.
1: It is pretty good. So that's pretty good. So I think you're
0: going to see probably like a 3 like and that's just the Yankees. So I think a 350 batting average, like 430 on-base percentage situation with 25 homers, some dude can do that for 80 games. So I think numbers will be a little little silly. Did I kill enough time for you?
1: Yeah, I might have to circle back on it. It's it's not going to be as easy as I thought it was, but...
0: Okay. And then Cy Young numbers. I mean, again, this is a Yankees podcast, so let's just go to Luis Severino's first half of 2018. Sure. Remember that shit? Yeah. Remember that guy? He was fucking good. I mean, his first 18 games right up until the All-Star break, had a 198 ERA yeah so I mean
1: it's it it leaves our Yankee realm but how about Jack Flaherty's second half last year he was like boy I think he had a 0.81 or 82 ERA for like his final 12 starts or something silly um so yeah I mean someone's someone can do that and it's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, our pitcher stretched out. What does that look like? But uh,
0: Jack Flaherty, second you, half zero nine three ERA and sixteen games started.
1: Get to see some fun, some fun stats.
0: Thank you, Chris from Peru, for the conversation.
2: Yeah. Hey, John Boy and Jake, it's Gary calling from Frederick, Maryland. Been a Yankees fan for about sixteen years recently converted my fiance from a pirates fan to a Yankees fan go yanks yeah I just wanted to call as a new caller to let you uh, let you know the slash ask uh, moving to Boston uh, provided that the coronavirus dies down uh, probably late summer just wanted to ask you guys your opinion on uh, some advice for a Yankees fan living in Boston go yanks
0: you well, it's funny. You know I've always told you that Google Voice translates the voicemails. Sure, they translated the "go yanks" at the end of his voicemail to "oh yikes." So I I was expecting mm. him to be like, "Just wanted you, just wanted to ask you guys your opinion on some advice for Yankees fans living in Boston." Oh yikes, because that's yeah. what Google translates. But instead, he threw a "go yanks" out, which is much yeah better. Uh, I've never been a Yankees fan living in Boston, visited Boston. Jake's visited Boston more than I have. Um, I don't have anything against the city besides, um, Gary, don't try to uh, even attempt to drive in, like, Boston proper because it's it's the worst mapped-out city of roads ever put together. So don't try to drive. But, uh, I I mean, Boston's a nice city. There's... It's a nice place. It's a it's a cool, quaint little small city. It's so I think you're all, you, know, you and you and the misses new Yankee fan will have a fantastic time, and you get yeah. nine games a I, year where the Yankees come into town.
1: Love love the city of Boston. It's it's all about. I mean, it, it comes back to people and knowing people. Um, you uh you're, you're gonna get some some friendly FUs. When you get a not so friendly one, you got to know that they're the bad guy, and you can't lean into that. So you kind of got to read off people a little bit. Um, I, I've got my classic uh, New, New England Patriots Broncos game where I wore a Broncos jersey at the tailgate. Someone threw it in the fire. Um, turned out he was the bad guy because um, he threw my Broncos jersey in fire. He's like, "Dude, you didn't grab it." I was like, "Yeah," because you were being a fucking asshole. You threw um, it in the fire. So yeah so you have to know uh and yeah that guy had his tail between his legs dude it's funny that
0: that happened to both of us because i whenever you share it i share my story uh this girl in high school threw my sweater in the garbage and i didn't get it out same exact thing so we are very we're very similar people but like we both just made them feel bad for being assholes instead of going and getting it like little bitches
1: yeah, so you you got to know the line, um, and then my my follow up in the in the bathroom at that same game, someone was giving me shit in the bathroom to a fair, slightly over the top degree, and then my buddy says, "Oh yeah," and he's a Yankees fan too. Place went silent. I thought I was gonna have to bite the toilet or something, um, and then he said, "Just kidding." So <laughs> that was a scary moment. Good times, but yeah, Boston's an awesome city. Good slice. Good town. Nah, slice
0: ain't great, but it's edible. Yeah, for sure.
2: Hey guys, it's uh, Aiden the Transistor Radio Kid. <laughs> um, I thought of a crackpot idea at quarantine, so f- I was thinking, obviously for next year, uh, for the All Star Game, instead of doing the boring celebrity softball that no one cares about, do like a three on three wiffle ball tournament where like the players can like choose their own teams. So like Judge can play with Snell and the uh, person i can't think of just wanted to get your thoughts on the idea um have a good day thanks
0: man i think um i don't remember the transistor radio thing but did was he did he call in from a transistor radio i forget what he was saying uh could have been i bbd sure. do you remember what that that's about
3: i remember that that exists but i don't know what the exact Me too. Thing is. i remember about... there being a transistor radio thing
0: yeah, I remember that. Um, the celebrity softball game used to be so entertaining. I agree with Aiden that it, like it sucks now, but I used to love the celebrity softball game at, around the All Star game when Kenny Mayne was on the mic and they had actual celebrities that I cared about. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So to hear Aiden say like no one cares about it, I which I think he's correct. I think it's kind of boring now, but it used it, to be. It used to be awesome. For me, it's
1: one inning. Um, you know, you, you kind of want to see what celebrities are there. You want to see their first swing. You want to see if the X Major leaguer bombs one just for funsies. But then you watch an inning or a half inning, and you're like, oh, um, I'm watching people play softball. Why don't they do um,
0: Old Timers Day at the All-Star Game for like it's just a quick two-inning or three inning over 50 and they get players and then that cuz was what I don't like about celebrity softball is like the bases are in the the home run is in but what I love about old timers day is that when Paul O'Neill hit that home run or Tino hit that home run it was a legit home run i think it would be awesome to see 50 year olds still pitching and hitting like like the, Yan- the yankee fans get to see for old timers day do that for the all star game and just get old all stars Hey, I
1: I, I hear you barking big daddy. I I think I'd be more tuned into that than celebrity all-star game for sure. So I Googled best first half MLB performances and I have some stuff. Okay. Uh, Vida blue 1971. He was 17 and three heading into the all-star break. Um, I know, I know records, I know records don't matter that much anymore, but that's still pretty wild. It's Um, I mean, what was Cole 16-0 yeah,
0: the second half last year?
1: Something like that. Um, Barry, Barry Bonds obviously has a crazy one. Um, Frank Thomas had a 1.3 OPS after 96 games in the first half. So, yeah, I mean, it, it it keeps the doors open to something pretty silly. I feel like a couple of the guys, I mean, didn't Tony Gwynn and Larry Walker approach like 400 uh, at different points in their careers. Like that would be a wild one. Yeah, that would be such cool. an asterisk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, and to finish Aiden's call, I'd be less interested in wiffle ball than I am celebrity softball. Watching people play wiffle ball does absolutely nothing for me. And I love playing versions of wiffle ball.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Even when people send me those trick shots, like you Dallas don't think Bryan, there's
1: a chance you'd like it more than softball?
0: No, I don't think I'd watch. Like, I have no interest in that.
1: But, if I mean, they're... you don't have interest in the softball right now either, too, right?
0: I still watch it. I still watch it because part of my youth says, you used to really like this, so give it a shot. Okay. And then usually I bow out. I That's how I know it's not good anymore. But uh, I don't like watching whiffball. ball. I tried to, like, make a breakdown of one of those wiffle ball leagues, you know? Hmm. It's so one of those things where like this looks like a blast to play. I have no interest in watching it because because it, it's it's like magic. You know, you watch like Dallas and throw that blitz ball, and you're like, eh, it's not a competitive. Yeah. It's just like it's it's too whatever.
1: Blitz you know? ball is a little different. That that shit does different stuff. Oh, it's magic. I mean, if they if they set up a genuine wiffle ball field. And maybe they did like teams of three that played each other or something. I don't know. It be it could be something. I'm not maybe. gonna rule it out. But
0: like we, Trevor Bauer and all of them just did that, and I watched and made gifts of that, but it wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't the best. I didn't even like wiffle ball. That's why I taped up the balls so we could hit them harder and throw them faster. It's true. So I don't know. If I
3: may, there's also like a non-zero chance of a guy like pulling an oblique in a wiffle ball game. Yeah, I mean you wouldn't let and like
0: you wouldn't let pro active play.
3: players can't be. Doing that, which is what he's asking.
0: For. Yeah, no active player would be able to do it. Yeah. At all.
1: Um,
3: no, How stupid would a guy feel if he gets hurt and misses games because he was playing wiffle ball?
1: Mm-hmm. David, you may not. Okay. So,
2: Thank you. Next. Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Pete in Richmond, Virginia. First time, long time. Kind of going a little stir-crazy without baseball. So I was thinking kind of playing around with some ideas and overall you know how many bombs do you think John Carlo will end up with if healthy you think he's got a shot at the 500 club if not which current Yankee do you think gets the next big milestone hopefully John Carlo to 500 I hate I to have to wait on glaver anyway stay safe guys take care
0: Wow all right Pete and Richmond thank you can we get a talking Yanks map of where everyone calls us from because it always impresses me that we get calls from all over the country we got one from peru today so uh that's something i want to put on the list and then we're gonna have to f- fight for some states like might be a while before we get that wyoming call but when it happens the entire oh, audience I got, I got wyoming people okay all right what state yeah. do you think would be the toughest idaho i think we've had idaho already hawaii
1: might have had idaho
0: and uh and i'm checking Alaska. The, i'm checking your area codes you can't just call up and say it
1: yeah yeah well, that's tough. I've got the Denver area
0: code still. Yeah, I have Connecticut. Um, milestones. A- anyway, milestones. milestones. Yeah, it's uh, I haven't even looked at at any of that. You know, like um, what is Stanton at? So looking, looking just at names, the
1: first one that jumped off and could probably do something cool is Araldis Chapman. Um, just feels like he's been closing games for a while and could still be closing games for a while. Um, so you could see here him, him getting somewhere cool, I guess.
0: He's got 273 saves. So, I mean, he's 27 away from 300, which w- is going to happen in the next full season he plays. Yeah. So yeah, that might be a great call, Jake. Thank you. is um, at 308 you want him to get Wait. to 500 that will be yeah he's got like what seven it's, years left with it's the Yankees? Where ends up. yeah i think i think he's gonna get it he's only 30 years old so give him another and he's got he's gonna be playing for a while because he's got paid to play for a while so he can run into a few in those later years when they're really just milking the 500 club so i i'd have stan getting it i mean if he gets 25 four years in a row that's not even that impressive by today's standards but that gets him there so i think he's gonna have it
1: yeah i I mean it'll a lot of it'll be held my math was just terrible yeah oh it's really bad and it it but it it goes (laughs) it was (laughs) Um, it it kind of
0: goes against me Yes, He would need 54 years in a row, and that would be incredibly impressive. But he's got seven years on the deal. It's going to be close, but I think he will get him there.
1: It's going to be close, and it it falls into this category of, you know, guys can be really good in this game. What Giancarlo has going for him is he got an early start. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton had (laughs) – Jesus. He had – he had 117 home runs before he turned 24. <laughs> so That's cool. He got he got an early start on it. And yeah, if he stays healthy and if he could put up a couple a couple 40 spots in there, that would help a lot to to help balance out those later years. Um but yeah, man, it it's a it's a grueling sport. He um and I think ex- excluding last year he averaged 127 games per season and 34 home runs. So uh, if if he can do that and, and not miss whole years, <laughs> he's got a really good chance, but yeah, it's a gnarly sport, man.
0: Tank was about to get his 100th win in 2020 as a Yankee in his final year.
1: Gardy's got to be coming up on some Yankee milestones.
0: The joke I just made only worked... If you were also fully aware that Tanaka has 75 courier wins and I was saying he was a lock to get 25 wins in 2020. So it was a joke for one person, which is me.
1: We're starting to see your brain come apart right now.
0: It was a really good joke. I mean, the, you... kick ma-
1: the quick math and the Tanaka to yourself joke.
0: The quick math the quick math was brutal but the best thing about it is I called myself on it pretty yeah. pretty quickly too. I
1: was I was going to try to move past it but I'm I'm glad you did not um cuz it it was kind of tough. Um
0: it was just brutal math. I was I was in half. Everything was in half.
1: Gardy has the eighth most defensive games of active outfielders.
0: I think well, I think that means we should move on.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Sure. <laughs> What's up, job boy Jake? It's uh, Christian from Nebraska.
0: Nebraska, uh, check it off.
2: Kind of a weird question for you. If you were the, in charge of forming a boy band of any of the four current Yankees on the current forty-man roster, who would you put together? You gotta consider some of the. Uh, stereotypical boy band, you know, you got your front man, you got your brooding boy., uh, which of the four would you pick? Uh, just curious to hear your answers. I love to hear you guys talk about it. We're all crazy in these times. Thanks guys.
0: Thank you, Christian from Nebraska, who I'm guessing is another Bubak. If you call this show from Nebraska, you're related to Bubak, and that's I mean as firm stance as I've had on something in the last. yeah, I mean when you gave minutes. the
1: Nebraska when you gave the Nebraska check, after Christian. I heard I I, I heard.
0: I I heard Boobock. Boy, inside. I heard him dying inside after I said it. Damn. Um. Anyway. Okay. I mean, I have two answers that I think are must like absolute. Okay. Absolute musts. On the I have Yankees, one of them, too. On the Yankees boy band situation. And then I have a third that I think is in there. Tanaka's an absolute must Tanaka's
1: a lock The hair lock. Oh, I guess yeah. you could spin off some K-pop type stuff
0: Don't even need um, to uh, And then oh, Glaber's yeah. my other lock Ooh, Glaby's,
1: Glaby's the young guy I like that Those are the two um,
0: Like they're the two front men But it's a passing of the torch situation mm, And then my third That I'm somewhat hard on Is Geo.
1: Dude I was also thinking Geo, but I have a bad twist to Geo.
0: You think he's gonna try and steal Glaber shine?
1: No, you know how there's one guy in every boy band that you're kind of like, Oh, I think Geo's that guy for me. Like I like him, but I think when you have him up there with Glaber, Tanaka, and like if our fourth is Judge or if our fourth is whoever it is, you're like, Oh, Geo, okay, yeah. Like, no, you never, know what he is? Geo you know never what he is? has that moment on the song.
0: You know what it is, Jake? Everyone likes Geo. It's Howie. It's Howie from Backstreet Boys. Who's Howie? I don't know the Backstreet Boys names, but everyone likes Gio. Everyone likes Gio. But if you run into someone who says Gio's their favorite, you're like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. He's your favorite of the all four? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, like he, Gio's I love got the him. Dance don't go get
0: me wrong. I like Geo. He belongs in the band, but he's your favorite. He's That's got what, that, the
1: dance moves. He's killing it with the harmonies. But like, yeah, like he's, like he's the fourth guy, and it's clear.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, who's your who? Who's the fourth one? Who is it? It's Tanaka, Glaber, Gio. Do you need like Voight just because you need the the white buff demographic? Because I don't the, think he fits.
1: The guys that are jumping out for me are Tommy Canely, which changes the whole dynamic of the band. <laughs> I
0: mean, that's how you break up a band instantly. I it mean, changes that's...
1: the whole dynamic of the band. Judge.
0: Tommy um, Canley goes solo, and it's awful.
1: Because Judge still gets that heartthrob aspect. Like, he's probably not your best singer, but he's the big guy. He crushes it. Like, he, he's got some heartthrob aspect there. Or and I again it's not our persona of Brett Gardner, but if you could get real tough guy Brett Garner, he's the bad boy of the group.
0: Judge is the DJ and the hype man, and I'm I'm I've decided that. He's not Big in Baby the David. Four. I I
1: jokingly said you didn't have permission before, because you always have permission. Gimme give, give me the BBD boy band.
3: Uh Canely did come to my mind just because um I can picture him dancing. Energy, That's yeah. What Canely does. I agree that that would also br- get the boy brand to break up pretty early. Yeah. yeah. Um. Everything you said, I'm. Uh, we've said collectively. I agree with. Okay. I don't have. A, I don't really have a spin.
0: Do you? Who's put a dark horse? Do, do you we have put, dark horses? Do you put a chat out there for for fun? No. You can't. He's a, he, no, you can't. You can't. can't. Oh, Higgy. Higgy's like the one that can actually play a guitar. Higgy's the
1: actual music, and he he
0: comes out and plays, and and the whole crowd is like, "Oh my god!"
1: If we're going five man, I for sure have Higgy and Geo, and they're everyone's least too popular in the nicest way.
0: Yeah, I like that. All right, next up.
2: What's up, boys? It is Jordan from Boston. Not know what to do with myself with no sports, so I figured I'd give you a call and give you uh, either a Yankees question or a non-Yankees question. So non-Yankees question or non-baseball question, I guess. If you're making your family feud team of five people, not including you guys, give me your five Yankees that you want representing you. Baseball question, what advantages do you think a shortened season would have for the Yankees? Got to think they get to use the bullpen more, which is a huge strength. That way they don't get burnt out over 162. Let me
0: know what you guys think. Thanks. Go Yankees. All right. I I will do the shortened season just to break up so we don't go boy band family feud back to back. The Yankees have tons of advantages from a shortened season. I mean, one, they all get to be healthy. And then with that, with Judge and Stanton and Paxton all healthy, now we have crazy depth. So if they have to play double headers. If you have to just, you know, give guys days and rest them and you can bring Clint up, you can bring Talkman up, you can bring Forty up, uh, you can Lord, bring Lasagna up. up. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're there, you know. Um, if it's Yeah, a seven I mean, in- if it's
0: expanded rosters and all that, they're there. So the the Yankees have a lot of advantage of in a short season.
1: I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. I mean, a seven-inning doubleheader or any doubleheader, the Yankees could roll out an outfield of Stanton Gardy Judge. And then the next game, and let's even say Aaron Hicks could be healthy in this world. I mean, you could have Talkman Hicks Clint. Um, and that's leaving out like Anduhar, who looked okay out there earlier this year. And like those are two both like really good outfields. So the Yankees depth would be a huge advantage. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's uh it's funny cause people like to hone in on stars, but it's kind of what we were saying before, like a Nolan Arenado or any of the great players in this game could have special seasons if it's abbreviated. And uh, I think it's also in our Adam Adovino interview, which if you haven't listened, go I mean, back I and listen to that. Lot um, but Adovino was talking about the Dodgers when he was with the Rockies and he was always like, we could go man to man with them, but the depth um, mm. and, and, a lot of the great organizations in this league, uh, you have that depth. So that's that's the Yanks advantage.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. The next one, Jake, family feud. This is there's only two options in my head. It's the five starting pitchers or it's the Ooh. five out of the pen Sans Chapman. Cause he doesn't hang out in the bullpen the whole game. Right. So Britton, Ottavino, Chad Green, Kainley, Holder those five pecker heads
1: by the way sessa a little bit of a miss on the boy band i could see him in there um know what it is once the boy band starts to unravel sessa replaces Gio, and you're just like ah
0: yeah or he replaces tanaka when tanaka ages out and then or, nothing works. or
1: tanaka becomes like the timber lake and then they try to throw sessa in there i like yeah. that he
0: is the first replacement great call also a um, great call by me with my family feud answer
1: the starting pitchers is good. I mean, that's a, I mean, five, five on five right there. Um, Cause you need
0: a unit. I mean, the bullpen's better in my opinion. You need guys that just spend all day just bullshitting about nothing.
1: Yeah. That's where, and you know, we're a couple of Packer heads. I'm trying to think what's, what's like, what's a, what's the strong Latin guy team? Like Glaber, Gio, Gary, Sevi, Anduhar, and Sevi. Sevi? Like that's yeah. a strong team. That's a strong, yeah. fun team. Yeah. They're dancing after each guest. They're having a blast. I'm Like, I like that team.
0: They are laughing so hard whenever someone gets a, a, a question wrong.
1: Oh, when there's a miss, they are killing each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Why don't... I mean, they did family feud. The Yankees did family feud with, like, Headley and McCann way back then.
1: What's the... uh? Would the coaches put together a pretty good Scott? Booney? Tims? Harky? We don't really know... We don't really know Matt Blake a lot. Nevin and Matt Blake.
0: Oh, my God. They treat Matt Blake like such shit in coaches. Only oh, meanies.
1: such shit.
0: Just like he's basically their intern. They probably don't because everything about the Yankees is how nice they are to new people and they welcome them and everyone's got a say and all that. But it'd be so much funnier if they were just being just you know, so mean to Matt Blake. Yeah.
2: Hey guys, this is Jimmy from California. Keep seeing the the Jeter flip play played a lot as we're waiting for games to come back. Question about two possible potential outcomes of that play: how it would have changed the the legacy of that play. First, if, if he didn't get Jambi out, say the ball was dropped or the throw was late, would they have questioned him even being there? Or if by virtue of replay it showed that Jambi was in fact safe, obviously they didn't have replay at the time in game. Would that have changed it uh, the legacy of it all and, and, and in what ways? Hang up a lesson. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Jimmy from California, for stealing my identity. I don't think, Jake, there's no negative that would have come from it. If the flip's not there in time, or the ump or the replay says it's wrong, no one would be like, "What was he doing there?" There would still be a level of, "I can't believe he was there, even there," but we wouldn't, we wouldn't know. About, I would never leave that game. Like it would, it would never be talked about again. After ten minutes of it happening, but it would in be those ten mi- in those ten minutes, it would be like that's why he was there.
1: It'd be an old man throwaway line, like like someone would be talking about Jeter, and they'd be like, "Yeah, you know, I I think he's the greatest hitting shortstop the past a hundred years." And then they'd be like, "Yeah, you know, and yeah, the advanced defensive stats, we all know those are bullshit." Jeter could pick it. I don't know if it's a Boston fan or if it's a New York fan. It's getting complicated. But they would, you know, they'd be talking about some of Jeter's highlights. They'd be like, oh, that dive into the stand. And then it would be like the throwaway end of combo. They'd be like, oh, dude, nose. He almost flipped it to, to Posada and they almost got Giambi right at the end there. Remember that? That would have been all time. So it'd just be that one throwaway line.
0: Yeah. Definitely wouldn't be remembered. Oh, my God. <laughs> Baseball Brit just posted a picture of himself. Hmm. Is this him?
2: That was so, him at yes. age 20, yeah.
0: Him at age 20. That's a very London picture of him. Sorry for the podcast audience that can't Ooh. see the picture, but Tough. it's it's odd. Ooh, 52 second. Here we go.
2: What's up, guys? It's Matt from Virginia again. Um, quick question. I'm listening to Deep to Left with Bucky Dent, and he's interviewing Tex, and he makes a comment that makes sense in my mind. but well, I think there's always exceptions, especially with this Yankees team this year or last year or, you know, whenever we're going to have a season again. He makes a comment that all the great Yankee teams that won World Series have a left-handed power. So Bucky's point is that in the 11 years since 09, there hasn't been a whole lot of left-handed power. we a right-handed heavy. But Judge and Stan are so good at hitting the ball the opposite way. And Glaber and Clint and all these guys. Wanted to get your read on that. Have a good one, guys.
0: What's uh, that saying? Thank you, Matt from Virginia. What's that saying? Causation that correlation doesn't cause causation. What's that saying?
1: No taxation without representation.
0: Fuck you, Cornwallis.
1: Get out of here, Brits.
0: We reject you. Come fight us. This is our country now. Uh, But, yeah, the Stamp Act was bullshit. You know, they later imposed it on themselves, you know, later on. There was almost another revolt in uh, the Appalachians. Anyway. This question... The fact that like Bucky and Tex are talking about it like it's real. Like, you know. Just need one one if one if Judge was a lefty and hitting the yeah. same amount of home runs, that would have done it. Probably yeah, not. I mean,
1: does 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 an Aaron Hicks 30 homer season do it? Like, does that count?
0: Nothing uh, mattered. I mean, you know now
1: nah, you just switch hitter, you're an idiot. Thank
0: <laughs> you. Um but no, I,
1: I, I actually Nice, David. I won't poo-poo this um, because I, I was on the record saying this last year when things were going down. There is a certain comfort level. Um, it was a signature of uh, the Joe Torre Yankees. They had such good balance. Bernie was switch hitting. Tino was up there. Um, that, I mean, one through nine, they it seemed like every other hitter. So I do get that there's a comfort aspect to that. Um, but you do have to, we did a great split proof episode with KT sharp last year, second shout out. Um, and as mentioned, I mean, those two giants literally accidentally flip balls that go out of the stadium. So, uh, there is something to having that nice lefty at Yankee stadium. I think there always will be. Um, but these, these other guys are good.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm just saying like, it's not. That's not the reason. Is it nice to have lefty power? Sure. Yeah. Is it more just kind of happenstance that they won? You know? Whatever. Oh, another foreign number.
2: Hey, guys. Chris Armstrong here calling from Leva Pro down in South America. I have a question for you guys. What would be a good stat line if we have an 80-game shortened season?
1: Same question. Same question. Cool. Oh, my God.
0: But not the same voicemail. So Chris from Lima, Peru called in on Friday and then Wednesday. That was smart because he probably thought, oh, they're not going to answer my Friday call. Because it was so long ago, they once said on the podcast, if you want your question answered, call the day before. So really good mm. job from Chris. That's how you get your that's how you get you done twice. Also. I didn't have anyone scan the voicemails today, so we're just playing them all. Right.
2: Jimmy, Jake, this is Rick Romanelli. My question for you guys is thinking back to the Mickey Mantle days of preparation for a season. Not quite what it is today. It was a little different. If we were back into the Mickey Mantle preparing days, would we be more apt to see some sort of a baseball season happen this year doing being in the situation we're in do you think that tr- the training the preparing would be a little bit more quicker to get the ball rolling uh, for our baseball season of 2020 love to hear your thoughts love the show keep it up
0: thanks bye thanks Rick it's kind it's kind of a, a tricky question so the question is if in the Mickey Mandel era of preparing, for games, would they be able to get a season in quicker? Because uh, do you think the training and the preparing would be a little bit quicker to get the ball rolling? Um, it's an interesting to tackle because Mickey Mantle is a really bad example because Mickey thought he was going to die at age 50. So he didn't take care of his body in the slightest. So then it took him like two hours to be able to play a game just because he had a terrible body that he abused athletes didn't stay in shape though they would go to spring training to get in shape that's like what everyone says they would show up out of shape and spring training would get them into shape if anything players nowadays stay in shape year round and the only thing you need to do is get your timing right so just need to fine-tune pitches I think players now can be ready to play in two weeks 3 weeks? Yeah, I'm I'm
1: going to disagree with you, but it, it's all semantics. I mean, like like you're saying guys came to spring training to get in shape, and spring training has pretty much always been for the pitchers to stretch out their arms. Um, but I I think the attitude is a lot different. I think the the old players, you know, if they were a mechanic in the offseason and they said Hey, we gotta we gotta start the baseball season today. They wouldn't be like, whoa, I don't know, I'm feeling too tired. This isn't really my oh, yeah, training yeah, regiment. Yeah. The players today would say stuff like that. So I think that's the battle. Like you're right, athletically in theory they should be able to, but I think attitude and what's on the line, they're not going to do it.
0: Yeah, I think for pitchers it's that way. I think I think we'd be still be surprised how many guys today have that attitude. I think there's a there's a minority that don't. Like you know, the guys we've talked to on the talking baseball, like Dozier and Kipnis, those guys seems like for sure, I'll just fucking go. Like I,
1: I mean, a little bit, but then I would, I would say Luke Voigt, You know, like he said, coming into spring training, he hadn't seen live pitching in five months. I mean, he hasn't seen live pitching in what a month and a half now.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're definitely going to need a couple weeks. It, it's not about. Yeah, yeah. I just I think it's about. It's more about timing for for everything. Yeah, time, timing and stretching the arm out. I don't. I don't know if it's so, that much difference.
3: Somewhat related, not really, but fun anecdote. There's that Lindsay Adler article a few weeks back about when they like restarted in 1981. Uh, so, and there's a fun Guidry quote where he was like, "Yeah, probably first time through the rotation, we'll just only throw five innings, but then we'll be good." Yeah, and that was like what he thought all the pitchers do. It's just funny.
0: Yanks do that first two times through the rotation. To open up a normal season. And then they do it throughout the entire They wouldn't let
3: well. you go five now. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, next up.
2: Hey, John Boy. Hey Jake. Um, long time listener. Um so I'm just calling in. I want I want you guys to tell me where where would you rank um the best MVP season in the last thirty years? I have A Raz two thousand seven MVP season. He hit 143 runs, 54 home runs, 156 RBIs, 95 walks, 314 batting average. Had more home runs than Miguel Cabrera's Triple Crown season. Um, You guys let me know where would you rank your best MVP season ever. Mm.
0: Cabrera shouldn't even have won MVP in Triple Crown season. IMO. Wow. Wow. RBIs don't mean anything. Dude, I did a whole baseball reference deep dive yesterday, a live stream, and at the end we were talking about how you can, just, you can just walk into so many RBIs. Like Addison Russell had a 95 RBI season with a terrible slash line. Not terrible, but very, very below average slash line. So I was diving into it with right. people, and you go look, oh, it was like Fowler, Schwarber, Rizzo, and Bryant were the four batters ahead of him. And all of their on-base percentage were started with a 380-plus. It's like, yeah. So anytime Addison Russell got a hit, a run scored. But if you took away RBIs, he had a bad season. Yes, so sir, I'm, that's I'm, the I'm, RBI. Yeah, no, I'm starting to get pretty over RBIs. It's got to fall in line with the rest of your stats. But anyway, the question is best MVP season in the last 30 years. Do you have a Rain Man brain that like has this? Because I, I couldn't tell Not you. Not really. So
1: I mean, it's just like best seasons ever, right? I mean, it would be like in the last 50 years. I mean, does someone like Bonds count? I I'm guessing no, because of steroids. Um yeah, I don't know. The the best season someone had then. It's bonds. Yeah, if he counts, it's bonds.
0: Bonds has the best season in all baseball, right?
1: I mean, yeah,
0: <laughs> his numbers are crazy.
1: Yeah, he's pretty good. Illegal steroids. No one else did it. Blah blah blah. He bugs for power.
2: This is a this is a Alexis from from Harlem here. Um, Yankee fan. Um, I wanted you guys to let me know where would what would be the best MVP season ever on your list in the last thirty years. Okay. Um, I have A-Rod.
0: We've got we've done it again.
1: Can I think about it for a
0: second? We've done it again. We have another foreign number here. Let me think not, about it for a second. We have another foreign number. What if can it's, I give what if it's Peru can I again give, for a third time? Can I give Albert Pujols a shout out real quick? Sure. Um, What's the numbers?
1: i mean his his highest war looks like it's a nine seven which i mean i think like trout probably has beat um but uh people just need to remember how good Pool Hulse won he has he has four years with an o p s that's a one dot one <laughs>
0: four years in a row
1: no 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 but oh, okay uh o three oh six oh eight oh nine he had a one dot one o p s it's crazy.
2: Hey, talking Yanks, Senator Bluto, company from Singapore. Uh, any link to you guys mentioning Hank?
0: Singapore, BBD. Put the pin in the map on. Put that it calendar. on your map in your room.
2: Steinbrenner last week, and him passing away four years later, four days later. Just curious. And uh, also, coast quarantine when travel opens up. Any chance we can get Jake's mom out to Asia? Nothing crazy, no like live bat head soup or live snakes or anything. Just don't let us know. Go Yanks, and thanks, Grams.
0: It says there's a full minute left of this voicemail, but he has stopped talking. Do you think he invited my mom to Asia? I I mean, he said, you know, any chance we can get Jake's mom out to Asia? Voicemail's still going. He just hasn't hung up the phone yet. Doesn't so. know he's hung up. We might have something in the next 10 seconds. Who knows? But yeah. Um, he invited your mom to Asia, said what up to my grandma, and said, let's see, he's going to hang up soon. Okay. Okay, he hung up. And um, nothing crazy when your mom goes out to Asia, and he's in uh, Singapore, and i Singapore does a lot of crazy stuff, so I'd be weary of uh, that, Jake. I wouldn't pass that along to your mother. I mean, I'm going
1: to let her do what she wants, but that wasn't the best sell.
0: Also, he said, any link to you guys mentioning Hank Steinbrenner? It was It was odd. a little
1: weird, I'll be honest.
0: It was a little weird that I hadn't thought about him in years, really. Right, And then, then that happens. Bodert-Meinhof phenomenon but that's pretty sad pretty 60 yeah. 60's pretty young and i didn't know he was battling and had a bunch of health c- concerns so uh that is sad thoughts to the steinbrenner family for losing a family member Don't. that sucks and then um that was all really right and then the mom your mom going to asia thing yeah all right well
2: John Boy, Jake. It's Greco. Bored as crap out here, man. Uh, I was watching y'all's video of the 98 World Series recap, and it reminded me of a funny story. So um, a friend of mine who's not a baseball fan called me one day, his wife did, and said, hey, you know who Trevor Hoffman is? I was like, uh, yeah, of course. She said, well, he stepped on our baby's hand on an airplane flight, and I thought that was kind of funny uh, because she didn't know who he was, but... It got me thinking, who on the Yankees is most likely to accidentally step on a two year old's hand on an airplane flight? Uh, once I started thinking, I had some fun with it. You know, it couldn't be Chapman Swag, that Four Ink Flying commercial. Um, you know, it couldn't be because everyone knows who he is. He wouldn't fit on the regular plane seats, probably. Um, I don't know. I came up with Colder because he seems just like a normal dude. Anyways, that's all I got, guys. Board is crap. Keep it going. Let's go, Yanks.
0: Thank you, Greco. <laughs> I believe this question, Jake, yeah. is which which Yankee is most likely to step on a baby's hand on an airplane? So let me
1: say this. <laughs> I love Greco landing on Holder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot a of times dude. last year where I think Jonathan Holder found himself in a situation, and he's like, we're really doing this? And I, I think uh, stepping on a baby's hand is one of them. I think the obvious one that comes to mind is Canley. Is just dancing kinda, around on
0: the plane, yeah. Just
1: being a crazy man and you clip a baby's hand. Um, I'm going to rule out all the big guys. I think when you're a big guy, you know that you have a certain – way you have to carry yourself for humanity. Cause I mean if Judge or like Cece or one of the big dudes, you clip a baby the wrong way, that's life changing. Um
0: yeah, I don't want to think about how you know the baby's gonna get hurt and all that yeah. stuff.
1: Um I mean a good story to tell. But uh yeah I'm trying to think who's who's a dark horse to step on a baby's hand on a plane. Ooh I don't know. Maybe, maybe LeMahieu
0: DJ. Le Cause he's in his own element. Me. He just, just looks wa- at
1: the baby and he's like, you better not cry
0: or no, no. I think he doesn't notice. Cause he's just got a uh, iPad in his hand, watching film as he's walking.
1: Maybe his superpowers go to the baby or something. I don't know.
0: Maybe that'd be crazy. I haven't
1: been in the situation.
0: Two more voicemails. Everyone's going. Everyone's whooping it up here. Yeah, the, the we've got o'clock.
1: noodles whooping. We've been telling them that they've been for him.
0: You've been, you've been giving Noodle stolen valor of the healthcare yeah. workers.
1: Yeah, I'm trying. It's trying to keep him in line because he goes insane. So we try to calm him down and like Noodle. They're cheering for you. It's good. Wow. He's kind of our healthcare worker in a way, mental Thera- health.
0: Be a therapist. So, and you're his plaything. No, I'm not. Yours plaything. I'm his toy. Yeah.
2: Hey, Jumbo and Jake, it's Will from Ohio. Ohio. Um, I have a question here. So, if they did some sort of shortened season, say in Arizona or just some other format, would there be a trade deadline? a month into the season or two months into the season. And, uh, for players on like contract years, you can't get that great of a return from because you're only going to have that player for a few weeks or however long the shortened season would be. Um, that's my only question for the Yankees. Uh, one other thing, there is a lot of difference in the Browns uniforms with the new ones. I'd be happy to point them out to you and, uh, go Yankees.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, on, uh, On our daily show, John Boy and Jake Radio, we talked about the Browns uniforms today and how the differences were slight. Uh, Will from Ohio says we're wrong, but I think he's in a little deeper than us. As for the shortened season questions, uh, didn't we read everywhere's a rumor and nothing has any merit but all? I thought I read somewhere that they were freeze transactions through the course of the season if it was a shortened season, which I think is actually really interesting and fun. Because... The trades will be too easy to make. Whoa. Like I think if you have a rental that you're trading away, you're you have to trade him because you want something for him, but no one's gonna give you anything. So then if who if who's a pitcher? Like last year or two years ago, like you know, Cole gets traded to a contender for basically nothing just because it's a shortened season, then that really makes the season. If you're on the short end of that stick and now you have to face that team and the ALCS or something, and they got a guy for the playoffs for so little because that's what all the offers were. Is this making sense what I'm saying? No, no, I think
1: it's gummy crew right now, but I think there is some fun to the no transaction. I see what you're saying. Like this is the team, but at the same time, um, a like what if, what if all the Yankees starting pitchers went down? I bet you'd be open to them trading for a starting pitcher. I just um, think
0: that the value of the trades is going to be so little that a team could. Go I think trade you're looking at everything. it from the reverse
1: perspective. It could be a lot more. Like what if again? This could be a really weird season. What if what if the Texas Texas Rangers go gangbusters and like they actually have a chance to win the World Series, which they probably wouldn't have had this year. They, they could really use a guy and go out and get them and say, like, hey, like, we have a real chance that we never thought we were going to have before.
0: Yeah, but um, all the all the trades are are less than already at the deadline. Like, everyone always imagines giving up way more than actually gets given up. If you're trading for a guy for one month and one playoffs, the, the deals are going to be so little. Like, if you want to be the team that goes in on all of the – potential trade pieces to get like two pitchers and a bat. You could do that. If you're the one team that says, sure, we don't care because it's going to, the prices are going to be so cheap.
1: Yeah. I I don't really, I don't really get that, but I, I just think, what do you mean? I I think that I think the bigger problem is that you're going to have a, I think there's going to be expanded playoffs if we do play this year. And with the shortened season, you're going to have more teams in it. So whenever you would make the trade deadline, I think you're only going to have like two or three teams that would clearly be trading. Um, so I, I just don't see. Uh, I I don't know. I I think you just pick a date and you kind of leave it as is. But um, I don't know. Could be a weird year.
0: Yeah, it would just suck if all the prices are like so far down. If you're what do you mean band. by
1: that again? Uh, give me give me one more try because I'm I'm not getting it.
0: Are you getting it, BBd? I feel like I'm making. So much sense.
3: Uh, I I understand both perspectives on the there's, there's the argument that people wouldn't give up anything because like you're gonna get them a week and then just for a playoff run. But at the same time, like you're when you're making a trade deadline trade, you're trading for a playoff run basically anyway. So I don't know. I could see I could see it going both ways with that. I just seven. think and, prices and are going to be down. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. Like. If you're getting training for guys that aren't rentals. So you think, think players still are going to be, be like the same price? Cause it would be.
0: Yes.
1: Wouldn't but, that lead for to more trading?
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's that's like what but I've been yeah, saying. Saying that's bad.
3: Isn't for, that a good thing? Isn't that more fun?
0: It. Isn't that a shortened season? Isn't that everything this should be about? I'm saying if you are on the other end of it and you have to face a team in the ALCS and their pitching staff is now. Two out of three of them, they just traded for it the deadline because prices were so much cheaper. That would suck. Why? I just don't the think the prices
1: would be cheaper. I think I think you could. It'll just be like another trade deadline. You could go out and get those guys too if you want to trade the prospects. You don't like? Think- I think I think the Texas I think the Texas Rangers might give a prospect away that they wouldn't have traded before and pay more because they have a real shot instead of them being like, well, well maybe we could sneak in as this last wild card team when this year, like, whoa, they might get in.
0: I think it's going to be like prices are already so cheap at the deadline in comparison. Like they're going down every year that they just go down more because teams will be like, I'm only getting them for a month. I'm not going to give you what I would have given to you last year
2: for three months.
1: I, I mean, I see what you're saying, but you can also have a better chance to win the World Series than you than you would before. Yeah, it's also an argument for I, like I think every like be, game mattering more because less of them. Yeah, I mean every uh, and in theory that stuff translates perfectly. Every game is just two games.
0: And I think we'd get so many trades l- like the Mets and the Reds last year for guys that do have a year attached. Where they're like, well, we didn't give a shit about this season anyway, but let's go do some offseason move right now for next season.
1: I mean, those get- trades were kind of fun. I, I don't see the
0: problem with it. Those Well, those trades weren't fun. They sucked at the time because good players didn't go to contenders. Well, the Mets were trying to go for it. <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like that, but they were. I know. But at the time, you and I were not a fan of those.
1: The Bauer one was odd. I you didn't you didn't believe in it. And I thought there would be a chance because of their money stuff. But I mean, yeah, it would have been cooler if Trevor Bauer went to a team like the Dodgers, but Yeah. I mean that's yeah.
0: I think it's I I think the idea of you play with what you have is kind of cool.
1: I I don't disagree. I think there's a fun twist to it. I I think trading potentially being more open is just as cool.
0: Yeah.
2: Hey John Boyn, Jay. This is Danny. And I was wondering if you were doing an episode of Baggage, which the Yankees would you want to do it with? Thanks. Go, Yanks.
0: I'm a little tapped out. I don't want to do another <laughs> boy band family feud. We did two already. You're
1: okay. Uh, whoever's That's got the best week. baggage.
0: Yeah, we'd have to make up bad backgrounds for players. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate the question. Appreciate that you're a fan of watching baggage, Danny, but that's kind of a a lot. Not good. <laughs> hey, yeah, you in to, a bad light.
1: <laughs> you'd have to yeah, it'd have to be it'd have to be silly baggage, which if you start going that route, it's fun. Like, you know, maybe Zach Britton's got something like Zach Britton's, you know, eating snake soup or something. And be like, whoa.
0: No way is he eating. Well, I was
1: on my ranch in Texas and all we had was snake, so we cooked it in soup. And it's like, well, all right.
0: Snake soup. Snake soup. Um, Yeah, I was going to think of maybe another one since you did one, but I don't want to. It's okay. Because it's, it's skeletons in your closet. If you haven't seen watching Baggage, go watch it. It's one of our, our prized Yeah, but it's supposed shows. to be like
1: silly. Ba- it's supposed to be silly skeletons.
0: Canely would be like, I'm very loud.
1: I used to drink six Red Bulls a day. Canley might be a good one.
0: That's good. Tanaka, I'm intimidatingly handsome.
1: Yeah. Everyone tells me I should get surgery on my arm, but I was fine for three years.
0: Cece Sabathia, a lot of my body parts don't work properly. Yeah. Okay, we did
1: it. Perfect. Brett Gardner, I drive with the music off.
0: I've, I've driven 10 hours with the music
1: I off. I drive with the music off? What What's this about? Check out what, Watch and Baggage. What,
0: what, what do you got on that? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's the best. Jerry's he's, the best. A, he's the absolute best. I don't have the outro song. Well, maybe Zach will put it in. Otherwise, Jake will do an impression of my fine grandmother. Thank you guys very much for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you for all the calls. We we checked off a lot of states and places on that map today. What's noodle doing? Just hovering.
1: Yeah, he was just hovering right over me. Oh, it's, it's like, like stalking. Laid down. That was nice. Yeah, Alpha.
0: Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you guys very much. We appreciate it. We will see you on Tuesday. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams.
1: Go Yankees. Let's go Yankees.
2: Yankees. Let go Yankees. Let